You are listening to a podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 188, for the week of January 10th, 2016. And this week, we return to our never-ending reread of Storm of Swords and discuss the New Year's announcement George dropped on his live journal for all of his fans to read and week this year. So, I figured, do you guys want to talk about George's announcement first? Because I know that's what everybody in the fandom has been buzzing about. Sure. That's Actually, before we here. get to that, I'm sorry, let's do a little bit of a roll call. This is Mimi. This is Ashley. This is Amin. And this is Kyle. You guys. Somebody. Uh, Brendan, historian, please do uh, an evaluation of how long it's been since we've all podcasted together. I think it was Comic-Con. I think it was the Comic-Con yeah. 20, 2014. No, it was probably the 2015. I think we did one. No, Ashley didn't do the 2015 one. Oh, you weren't yeah. here, Ashley? No. Ashley hasn't had a computer for like five years. So. so really the last time we talked to Ashley was when we told her about our dinner with George R. R. Martin and then she rage quit in jealousy for better <laughs> so part. She dropped her computer in anger and then it's it. Yes, that's what happened. <laughs> I threw the computer across the room. and then. Ashley, I feel like this not having a, a computer thing has been going on since you started with the podcast. Like, um, <laughs> it likes to go a lot. It doesn't like me. So is this all the same computer you've had this whole time? Oh, no, no. You know there are others, right, in this world? Yes, yeah, so you, you can buy a new computer. I think this has taken place over three computers. Oh. What, what the unlucky what? Our podcast is literally just killing your your technology. Yeah. I've had the Apple for the past couple years. Before that, it was a PC that was just getting... Riddled with viruses. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah, start at me. <laughs> don't start. So, uh, and, and you me. don't do smartphones, right, Ashley? I have a tablet now. Okay. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's good. Like Ashley's not that's, a big fan like a of phone. phones. So yeah. I don't have a phone. Okay. Yeah, and so then the, the last time my computer was dead for a long time was when I spilled coffee on it. So that was totally my fault. Oh, Jesus. But we're getting through this. We're all united <laughs> again. You have a tablet, courtesy of your wonderful boyfriend. Ooh, juicy tidbit. <laughs> Throwing a shout-out out there. Um, Yo, boyfriend, what up? <laughs> we're all united. I'm so pleased about this right now. United and probably not going to bring a solid episode or anything, but happy to be all podcasting together again. Our, this is our first one of 2016, so March, I think March 8th or something. We... um. We have our eight-year anniversary, and do you think we will make it to 200 episodes by the end of the year? Yes, for sure. I mean, there's the 10 from Game of Thrones, right? So that brings us, like, too short. Well, here's here's the question. Are there going to be 10 episodes to cover Game of Thrones? <laughs> Are you guys going to continue watching Game of Thrones? Uh, that's a hard question at this point. I never really thought that we would get to this point <laughs> where Winds of Winter has not come out and we're on that season. A little bit of a background information for those of you who don't follow George's blog or also have access to the Internet um, in any way. But George went ahead and post, uh, posted on January 2nd a very long update, basically telling us that the winds of winter is not finished and it is not likely to be finished anytime soon. Um, so, you know, it was, it was a long, eloquent post, basically, with George telling us, like, What's up, y'all? I do hate deadlines, and I did not make any of them. And <laughs> most importantly, 
because hundreds and hundreds of fans have been asking him, will the show spoil the novels? He said maybe, but I read this and it seems like yes. <laughs> he said yes and no. I don't know. It kind of sounds like what I've been thinking all along. It's like they've become sort of they've become in some ways different entities, different entities, and in some ways not. So certain things will be spoiled, but other things that may seem like spoilers are not spoilers. So we really won't know what is and what isn't until we read the books. George makes a good point here. He says, "I can't think of any other instance where the movie or TV show came out as the source material was still being written." Uh, well, he doesn't watch a lot of anime. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't get all the details from the uh, the mangaka, right? Like George has given them more details than they usually would get. Sometimes they do. This is it's wild to me that he said, you know, the show and the books have diverged. Um that is the impression I've received not having watched the show, but I hear that the plot points may have diverged quite a bit and will continue to do so. So, does that mean that the final product that we end up with is going to be like there's just uh there's canon and then there's just like this batshit crazy universe in Game of Thrones where like the wrong characters are still alive at the end of all of it or I I think it's it's going to be uh it's going to be kind of a hybrid thing. Like there'll be certain major plot points that I'm sure like if George is like, "Yo, Daenerys is sitting on the throne at the end." That's what'll happen in the show too. But there are certain characters that have already died um in the books that are live in the show or died in the show, live in the books, and so it's just gonna be it's gonna be like a fifty fifty kind of difference between the two. Um yeah, there was a huge list of, you know, of everyone who's dead in the books but not dead in the show and people who are dead on the show that aren't dead in the books, and I thought that was really interesting. If you guys do want to talk about that, I'm more than happy to step out of this podcast forever because I, I'm still just like, yeah, I guess I'm in a weird, weird camp right now where I've read the books and haven't watched the show, so I don't know really like what there is to reconcile as far as. Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> Ashley, you, you're still watching, right? I might be at the point where like I will just watch it in one binge go because I'll just get angry possibly break my new computer <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happening that's what it is <laughs> yeah. wait so um, w- when was the last time that you were keeping up with it as it was coming out um i w- i wasn't keeping up with it as it came out this past year i was just kind of watching it in groups i mean you're planning on watching it right i am yeah mainly because i still want to go to comic-con and a couple of the conventions this year and i want to be up to date, so I'm, I think I'm committed to season six, but after that I might peace out, depending how season six is. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm completely uninterested in all the news and hoopla about the upcoming season and haven't kept yeah. up on any of it what? and haven't cared, but I feel like I'm going to watch the show. Um, I feel like I'd still be un, unable to avoid any spoilers, so I might as well watch it, I guess. I don't know. I haven't really given it much thought, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to end up watching it, but just not the way I used to watch it. It'll just kind of be like, oh, I guess yeah. I should catch up on that now. Well, even last year, I wasn't watching it live anymore. I would just watch it in time to do the record. Like, it, didn't feel, <laughs> it didn't feel like I had to watch it live. You guys are going to delay the podcast 15 minutes. i got to finish this episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that happened, I think, a couple of times. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, have, they talked to, have the um, podcast listeners talked about this on the forums yet? Yeah, they have a big couple of threads where they're 
debating about it. And there's people like Brendan who are in your camp, maybe they stop watching completely. Mm. So it's, it's a, it's, there's a divide there. That's I'm glad wild. That there's, you know, a, a, a world for both the people who just want to read the books as well as for people who want to watch the show. Like, that's, the fandom has that space. That, you know, they're allowed to do that. It's not like everyone has to watch it if they don't want it. Well, there's a discussion right now about, like, the legacy of the books versus the show. I feel like the books have a longer legacy, but, of course, people may disagree. But I think books are a timeless medium, but something like a show gets outdated and decades later. Hmm. So you think it'll the show will be irrelevant? People will still watch it, but I still think the books are the greater legacy, even if they'd stopped. Even if, even if George had stopped Storm of Swords, imagine that, if he just stopped and said, I'm done with the series, I think they still would have had a big legacy. Oh, God. <laughs> that would be terrible. Well, let's say that he stops with the series. Like, would it have, wouldn't it be better if he stopped with Storm of Swords and then to stop here? Um, I'm not sure. I, don't, I think both are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such an uncomplete story. I, I, I think it's really interesting what's going to happen because George, George is watching the show, right? Is he watching it? I don't, yeah, I'm sure he's um, watching it. So as he's writing the books, do you think he's going to do... Um, He's going to subvert our expectations. He's going to know we have watched the show. So when it comes to certain characters and things, do you think he'll, like, kind of play with that in the next few books that he's writing? I wonder. I mean, I'm sure his main plot is, you know, well, in stone. But I I wonder if there will be little things in there just to spite the show. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, I feel like he would be the type of person that would do that, to have fun with it. Be like, oh, the show loved this character. I hate them. Let's see them brutally murdered or something. <laughs> but he did mention that once in one of his posts. He was like, oh, like I might be able to do something the show can't do. So that might be his idea. But I feel he wouldn't change anything major planned. He'll just do for his own thing for the same reason that the books have a longer legacy. Hmm. You know, the thing about this post is that it wasn't particularly surprising to me because, I mean, how many people thought that we were supposed to get this book in March? Like. I, the people who clicked on every little clickbait title that came along. <laughs> I did well, not even, expect even if it had, though, that we still would have been spoiled by the next season after. He was, he was already, mm-hmm. was, we crossed this line a couple of years ago, if you think about it. It took, what, six years for, for dance to come out? Right here. So um, on uh, the 2nd, on January 2nd, uh, History of Westeros <laughs> tweeted, The days between A Song of Ice and Fire and A Feast for Crows... Uh-huh. was 1,842 days. The days between A Feast for Crows and A Dance with Dragons, it was 1,730 days. And the yeah. days between A Dance with Dragons and the 2nd of January was 1,645. So we still have about 200 days left to go for the difference yeah. between the 3rd and 4th book and a little less than 100 between the 4th and the 5th. So, so we're on the, track. The thing that I was, yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking because I know Feast came out in 2005, and then um, I know that Dance came out in July 2011. So it seems like, for the most part, six years, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so from 2011, I expected Wins to be out in 2017. I thought it would be another six-year track. Like, I didn't think it would get any faster to write Dance. Uh, to write wins after dance. I thought, if anything, dance would be faster than wins because dance and feast were so closely intertwined, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Like, I think there was a, like, way back when we did our predictions quite a few years ago, and I think, I think most of us said 2016 at the absolute earliest. 
So I wasn't expecting it any earlier than this year. So when George had mentioned that based on his deadlines, his publishers are trying to get this book out in March, I was like, I'm not ready for that yet, George. I got a lot of <laughs> deadlines at work I have to meet. I would have taken it in March. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going like, like, to throw the book, book away. I into my schedule. I'm sorry. You have to wait another year. But I'm a busy woman now. I've got a lot of responsibilities. Your body can only <laughs> handle so much, Mimi. <laughs> Basically. So I thought, you know, 2017, that seems reasonable. Which I know everyone's like upset and criticizing George. I know he got a lot of support on his blog. But I think that I was definitely in that camp that was like, oh, George, I didn't even expect it this year. Chill. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, apparently his not a blog was just completely flooded with support for him, whereas everywhere else on the Internet was nothing but vile hatred. Mm. But I I really upset. I mean, like, I feel like this was obvious. Well, it's obvious if you've been reading the series for a while. It's an obvious conclusion to draw if you have sat and you've done the wait between Feast and Dance, Mm -hmm. you know? But I think that if you read all five books um, and then you just expected this next one to come out, like, on a J.K. Rowling schedule, then, yeah, of course, like, you would be flabbergasted that in the time it took you to get deeply involved in the series, George hasn't come out with the next book on demand. But I think that in some ways, I don't know, I know that Amin has been reading these books since like the 90s, right? Uh, no, 2000, I guess. So just 2000, right. Yeah. So I picked up the book, what, 2006? 2006? 2007? can't remember now. But, I mean, I felt like that wait was like incredibly long because I had burned through four books, you know, and I had to wait on the fifth. And I think that's pretty much where like a huge portion of the fandom is at now. They've burned through five books. And this is the first one they've had to wait for, and it's killing them. It's true. It's a very. And now we we feel smug because we are veterans <laughs> of this wait. Ben, they and made a podcast there. for the wait. So. They don't oh, know yeah, what it's exactly. like to uh, finish. Um, what is it? Uh, a feast for crows gets to the end and be like, "Dance with dragons out next year." Yeah, it should be along <laughs> next year. That was a good joke, George. I like that. <laughs> I, can, I think I can safely say we will, for all time, be the longest-running podcast dedicated to this topic, since the show is going to end, all those podcasts are going to end, and then we're still going to be, you know, old and gray, waiting for the Reading next book Storm to come out. Doing our chapter, we read. <laughs> At this point, it doesn't even matter if people listen or not. It is still just, uh, just a thing that we're doing times. for the like, long we've run. We've met each other, we've had events, we have, like, spin-off podcasts. Do you think our children are going to take over this podcast for us? I don't know. <laughs> well, probably, like, children never like to do what their parents do. They'll think we're boring. So. Mm, when my daughter or gay son comes along, I'm going to be like, look, Mimo Jr., this is what you're <laughs> inheriting from me. Not, like, money or anything. You're just inheriting the Storm of Swords reread that I didn't <laughs> get to Promise finish. to name your kids after us, though? After you guys? Hell yeah. no. <laughs> I mean, Kyle Jr. is going to be the name of our son, right, Mimi? Mm, that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah Kyle Jr., a mean senior. <laughs> if we had kids, Kyle, we would. it would be very podcast uh, Song of Ice and Fire centric. But. Oh, God. <laughs> it would be his wallpaper, just podcast pictures. Like our artwork would be lining his walls. child would be so disturbed. Our child is disturbed. Our child is this podcast. And here we are, 188 episodes in, still on Storm of Swords. We're operating on a George schedule, though, you know? So, can't get mad about that. We've had some issues with deadlines ourselves. (laughs) We understand, George. We feel your pain. 
Well, I feel that just to I guess wrap up this one is is this book. I think George feels a lot of pressure on him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I mean, he, he did get good reception for Dance of Dragons, but if you looked at it honestly, like we kind of gave it a pass. Like we don't want another dance potentially. We don't. You gave it a pass. I didn't. <laughs> like if this is another transition book, then we're in trouble. And it shouldn't be right. Like dance is a bridge, and it opened up a lot of new plot lines that hopefully this is going to resolve. Because I can't imagine why George would use this next book as a transition when he's only got one more after it to finish up, you know? Well, maybe one more after it. There's another question. Oh, man. (laughs) Eight is discount dance and feast as as a single book, so it's still seven. Yeah, wins part one, wins part two, along next year. I feel like the first couple hundred pages of wins is going to be lots of stuff going on, big battles and and things. Are you guys going to do a reread of the entire series? This year, and oh, po- or possibly no. next year, to get ready? Um, when we have an actual release date, I might read mm. some of the books. Or listen to them on tape. I'm I thought you were going to say listen to this podcast. I thought that's what you were going to say, <laughs> Ashley. I was very excited. <laughs> yeah, this is not a source of accurate information. <laughs> what are you talking Ashley, about? Ashley, we have improved. <laughs> we have added to the canon, Ashley. <laughs> I, um, oh, my goodness. I think I'm going to do the Feast Dance read before the next book. Yeah, I mean, we've been going over books one through three pretty exhaustively, right? (laughs) Yes, a very quick amount of time. (laughs) Well, with this reread, I think I'll probably do do the full reread before. Well, you read it like a book a second, so shut up. (laughs) I reread Dance last year, so I wouldn't do that one again, but I might do the earlier one. <laughs> mm. Wouldn't do that again because it was awful. Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Dance is not awful, but I think that I, I would like to, I would be interested in doing the chronological feast dance read. Oh, yeah. Um, interesting, yeah. Exactly. So, another question then, and more pertinent to the future of this podcast, I expect that, I mean, you, Kyle, and then possibly some guests will cover this next season then? Yeah, I think so. I think we'll yeah, do that. probably. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, this is the first year, because um, they delayed the start of the show uh, a month, I think. Um, and so the show will actually not have ended by Comic-Con this year. I mean... <laughs> So, uh, that would make things interesting. Yeah. We're hoping Whoa. to do that panel again. Whoa. Whoa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm podcasting You're at returning my Returning guest hosts, the dogs. From that. Uh, <sighs> they're awful right now. I sent Ian out to go buy Powerball tickets. <laughs> the dogs are going crazy waiting for him. Yeah, I gotta get my, I gotta get my winning ticket. I gotta go. Thanks for reminding me. Mm. No one's gonna win, y'all. We're gonna have to keep doing this for the rest of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> this moneymaker right here at this podcast. <laughs> I had $800 million. I'd still podcast. It's yeah. Not- I imagine you would have plenty of time to, you know. <laughs> you'd, you'd open a uh, convention, our podcast Yeah, but if, yeah, if, if you do that, you have to fly us all in for every recording and then put us up in like <laughs> in a... our personal jet. Yeah. So. Start a convention. I mean, <laughs> except for you. <laughs> Me, Ashley. Ashley, I think, is the most likely. She's actually thought about it. Uh, winning the lottery and creating Forever Con, yes. Forever Con? <laughs> Is that a convention in France? It never ends. It's just everyone in a giant house and drinking a lot. Wow. I feel like that's your life, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> My, you post online. Halfway there, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I convinced a lot these days. You know, or you're angry at politics, one or the other. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess um, that's good news for our podcast fans. So those of you who are into our Game of Thrones recaps, I don't know like if the quality of them is great. If I'm not there, they will still continue to happen. And also that was a joke because I know that when I was on those episode recaps, uh, I was disgusting and nobody liked me. <laughs> so I think it's been a good thing since I stopped watching the show. Well, that's um, why I don't know if I should be on them because I'm just going to be negative and pissy all the time. Well, you know, and you don't want to be an echo chamber. You do want to look at the episodes objectively and provide an objective recap because there are so many Circle Jerk podcasts. But on the other hand, I mean, six seasons in, you can't still be like, but like Robert's hair. (laughs) We still do that. I don't think I'm that nitpicky. Only when they're bowing wrong. You don't have to be nitpicky when it comes to the show. (laughs) There's some pretty egregious things there. Um, But anyway, I guess we can go ahead and move on to our chapter reread. And we are covering this week, we're still Storm of Swords, if you can believe it, of course. And we're doing Brand 2 and Davos 3. Davos 3 is a pretty short chapter, actually. Whoa. Oh, and I'm sorry about these dogs. No, have them join in. Put them on mute. Well, I can't put them on mute. I can put myself on mute, and I will. Kyle, why don't you hit us with the brand two chapter summary? Oh, hell no. (laughs) Um, I did not prepare anything. You had one job. (laughs) I wasn't even... You guys didn't even think I was going to be here. (laughs) Yeah, but it was to show up and do the summary and leave. Oh, okay, that's what it was? Yeah. Um... Bran and gang are uh, hiking through the woods, heading to the wall, and um, and then uh, they uh, they stop, and this dude gives them some food in a cave, and then we get the story of the Night of the Laughing Tree. Uh, isn't it Mystery Night? I'm sorry, Mystery Night. Both, I guess. I mean, it's called Laughing Tree, but he was a Mystery Knight. So. Yeah, Mystery Knight of the Laughing Tree. Oh, oh, which was the bad one? The bad knight. The smiling? The... Oh, that's it. Okay, that's what I thought you said. Yeah. I've been away a while. I'm sorry. Let's go. Yeah, that's what happens in this chapter. <laughs> that's all that happens in this chapter? Well, the story's long. Yeah, it's mostly a story, I guess. Yeah. But this is a, you know, this is a cool story, and this uh, really ties back. This really ties back into uh, the thing that everybody hates about Song of Ice and Fire is that when characters are constantly referring to other characters by their house animal. Oh, a wolf. It's like the, uh, it's like the Westerosi equivalent of taking horoscopes too seriously, you know. <laughs> now they're like wolves, two legs or four. Why two, of course. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you got notes. Yeah, so you want to talk with, start with the story first or the what happens earlier? Whatever you like, man. Okay. Let's just You're the boss. And go in the story. I mean, it, we learn a lot about Howland Reed, which is, I guess, the main character in the story. Yes. And specifically that he learned all the magics of his people and wanted to learn more as well, went to the green people. So I feel like I've had this theory for a while that Howland used some sort of magic when they were fighting Arthur Dane. It wasn't just, like, a skill that helped them beat him. Mm. I think it had to, because the story goes into detail about how he's not a good fighter. He wouldn't, he's not a traditional fighter like a knight. Like, he can't fight, he can't joust, he can't do that kind of stuff. But yeah. he knows, like, the ways of the 
the the marsh and he knows like the magics all the magics of his people plus he talked to the green men as well tried to learn their magic and doesn't it say at the beginning of the story that he was like his magic was more powerful than any other Kranic man pretty much he didn't have green dreams but he he knew all the other abilities like he had all the other abilities there yeah so so I definitely think he did something magical with Arthur Dane and, yeah, because uh, Ned isn't exactly described as a great fighter either. Yeah, he can. He's like a decent fighter, but he wouldn't have been able to beat even the two of them two on one. I don't think they could have beat Dane unless something else was involved. Wait, so who is uh, who is the man who tells him the story, gives him food, and lets him stay the night? I mean, he clearly knew who Bran was, but he never offered his own name. He's one of the like. People, little like, of them little people, yeah. He's like, and he, yeah, he knows who they are because he says all that's left of us is the ghosts, like them. You know, he knows the people are paying for them, but he's loyal to the Starks, which is good. Yeah, he's just a dude. I mean, there's a bunch of Bran says is there's a few manor uh, men and stuff that live up in these mountains, uh, so no, of no special yeah. importance. It seems it's just one of those guys who likes to hang out in a cave at night. But it does like, refer refer to them, yeah, like they're they're actual quote lords, like their leaders, the Wall, the Knot, the Nori, the people that show up later in Dance of Dragons. They're just mountain folk hmm. and forest folk. So you don't think that it's anything significant? This particular guy, no. But the, it looks like Bran wants to repay them whenever he gets into power. Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed to get the the importance from him. Just seemed to be that they are being looked for, like Bran. Like, even this guy who's in this cave in the middle of the woods is like, oh, there are people looking for... Mm. He doesn't specifically say you, but you can tell he knows. Well, in Dance, the Littles helped Stannis take Deepwood Mott, right? Yeah. Pretty sure the Littles were there as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think it's sorry, significant that. that there are people that know that they're alive, like, I believe yeah. it. Like, That's what I was thinking. Like, you know, it, it can be proven, sort of, ish. By their standards, anyway. Yeah, the fact that they're in fact that the, the people are looking for them gives that away. Like they they're not being careful about looking for them. They're like we're looking for these these people, and then that gives the fact that they might be alive. Yeah, I guess then again, it's kind of hard to stake a brand, take a kiss, yeah, bang his legs out, and add a dog. Can't really, you know, uh, Arya double him. You know, say they found him, and not really the people have seen him. Yeah. So let's talk about this turning. One sec. Howland Reed can breathe mud and run on leaves and change earth to water and water to earth with no more than a whispered word. He could talk to trees and weave words and make castles appear and disappear. He seems pretty powerful. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. He must have had some sort of magical ability that helped, I don't know, stun Arthur Dane or something. Oh, uh, let's pause for a second. I, yeah, am I, just... I'm hearing that buzzing too. Am I in a fridge? I don't know. Your uh, fridge? Are you sitting next to the fridge? <laughs> no, but it's a lot. Eating while he's podcasting. <laughs> ooh, it's bad. I mean. Yeah. That's bad. Okay, let me see. Oh, oh, oh! Settings here. Options. Audio. Oh, it might be too high. <laughs> Options. Yeah. Blow up his computer. <laughs> Talk, I mean? Oh, he disconnected oh, he, himself. He disappeared. He, his fridge blew up. Let's go on without him. <laughs> I mean, I mean, did he drop out of the call? 
<laughs> Who's recording? Is he doing it? I'm recording. Okay. okay. He's still here, though. He's still here. You guys are all watching football playoffs right now, right? <laughs> I know some podcast listeners are. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a weird way of saying hockey. <laughs> hockey? I love it. <laughs> Oh, P.S. I do a fantasy football league with uh, uh, 19 listeners. And, I know you do. Um, the winner, who uh, I got to go check to see who it is, um, I told him he could guest on the show, whoever wins every year. <laughs> <laughs> so I won last year, so we didn't have to deal with it. But this year... I know, within the convention, the Ice and Fire convention, they, they run a fantasy football league at two. Oh, Nice. I don't understand that stuff, so I've never participated. But I hear all the drama going on. The drama. Oh, yeah. God, my team was terrible this year. See, i got to go find out who won. Let's see. So there's a small chance I might be going to Comic-Con this year. Oh, yeah? What? The year I'm not going? Yeah, I might might be getting a new job, which would significantly help prospects in going there. So, did you happens. get? Did you apply already? Oh yeah, I mean, helped me out. With okay, that. sweet. I hope you do. It's, it's it's a maybe right now. Although I mean, and Mimi will tell you that I am elusive. <laughs> I figured you'd be off doing your networking thing. Mm-hmm. He's networking. I mean, just uh, doing some anime version stuff, and then um, I am eating. Non-stop. <laughs> That's been the setup. We did not Eating get any it. ramen. I know. This is sad. Well, I got some ramen with some podcast listeners, but... Oh, that's right. That's right. All right, here we go. We're back, and I'm sending you the chapter drawing. Okay. Is everybody here? Yep. Yep. All right, what were we talking about? Magic? Or... Helen Reed and how he's a badass. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he's a, he's a wizard. I didn't realize he was that powerful. I mean... Do you think that that's just, like, exaggeration on the part of the Reeds, though? I don't know. It's easy to think this story is fantastical and whatnot, but they seem... It was. It really wasn't that long ago, and mm-hmm. everything is pretty accurate. Like, the rest of the story, they're not elaborating on a lot of things or whatnot. It seems pretty, seems pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, those green men, what's up with that? Like, what are those green men? That's another story. <laughs> not from here to tell. He didn't, he didn't meet any this time, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Not that they mentioned. So, Helen Reed goes to Heron Hall. And yeah, this is something, like, that wasn't that long ago. I mean, every time everyone's told a story so far, it's, like, always been kind of a, a you know, a distant fable. But this is something that was just, like, happened pretty recently to their dads. And that's why they're so shocked that uh, Ned never told Bran about it. Like, you're sure your dad never told you the story? Yeah. Because this is him. My dad talked to me. We had strained relations. (laughs) Well, um, makes you wonder, like, did did Ned just not say anything about anything to anyone? He was the quiet wolf, after all. Yeah. Well, this is something he wouldn't want to talk about, those circumstances, right? He's going to keep them, because John is somewhat related to that time period. He is the quiet wolf. I mean, this is probably the inception of the relationship between Liana and Rhaegar because the understanding is that Liana was the mystery knight, right? Yep. yep. 
That seems to be popular. Are, are we all in agreement on that? Like, I know there's a lot of people who think that it was Howland Reed, and I'm not. No, it doesn't make sense that it would be him because he Reed defending his own honor. He specifically said he doesn't have the skill to do it, and he prayed for help. And then it came Violana. So yeah, who? Else? And he morphed into Super Howland Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Powered but up. That's the thing that we hear about the about jousting, right, is that the skill of a jouster is not so much in the strength of the lance, but how well someone rides a horse. And we hear all the time Lyanna Stark was yeah. you know, a fantastic rider. That's why I didn't like, like, I didn't think Fireball was believable till we till we emphasized that he was such a good, like, rider. So the same thing, Lyanna's skills were emphasized even in Dance of Dragons. So that's why she was able to win here. So do you think that we'll ever find out for sure? Because yeah. most of the attendees have passed away. Yeah, it's just another damn thing we're going to learn once we meet Howlin' Reed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is just going to be an yeah. info dump when we learn, when we finally bump into that yeah. guy. Like the last chapter of the series is just Howlin' Reed telling us everything. <laughs> just everything. <laughs> Fade to black. And now the real story. <laughs> but this would make sense, like... um like after hearing the story and whatnot, and and Leanna being the one that defends his honor, or helps him and whatnot, I can really picture um, Helen Reed going to Ned and being like, "Oh, you're gonna go save Leanna at at Tower of Joy? Yeah, I'll I'll definitely go with you. I she deserves that much from me. Yeah, and help protect her secret as well. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. So forming that bond seems to really make sense. Yeah, I can't see how you can really doubt that it was like that. It was, like, how can you think that it wasn't her? Like, it, I don't know. I remember people being like, "Is it is that being an issue?" It even shows like they sent Rhaegar to find out who the person was. I mean, this is like, kind of why why he fell in love with her. What are right, the other theories? Do we know? Are there other theories? I don't think there are. <laughs> Not beside those two. Hmm. So, but I hear uh, someone has said it might have been Ned. They did, like, hang out in the... Or Ned did have him in his room the night before it all happened, right? Yeah. Do you think Ned would be a prolific jouster? We don't know much about any of Ned's capabilities. No, I don't, there's, no, there's, like, no reason for him to... I mean, Lyanna's the one that helped him out in the first place as well. Knows everything, so... Yeah. Yeah. So who are the... the there's a question that was sent in, is, like, who are the people that... Uh, like the different knights involved. One of them is obviously a fray. Yep. Mm-hmm. One is a porcupine knight. Blount, yeah. House Blount. Squire search a pitchfork knight, which was House Hague. Yeah, pitchfork. And then porcupine was House. Um, obviously, Ashara Dane was there. Mm. And she danced with, uh, I guess, Baristan as the blade. Yeah. And well, it said a member of the King's Guard, so it could have been her brother. That's what I was thinking. Or Baristan saw me. But I think it's Baristan because he likes her. So they probably at least danced. Oh, Barrison. Cut. He wishes. Hug. <laughs> he does wish. <laughs> it's beyond him, but he, you know, like he still, still loved her. Then Oberyn Martell, and then John Connington. And um, then... John Connington? Yeah, Lord of the Griffins. Mm. And then Ned. Um, too shy to ask for a dance. So Ned and Barristan hunt for the same girl, huh? Yeah. Well, oh, I don't shit. know if I've talked to you, you, Mimi, about this, or I guess Ashley. Uh, but, I mean, there is a theory that Brandon was the one that went with Ashara, not Ned. Really? Pretty popular right after dance came out, that yeah. theory. Because there's only one, I mean, there's a line where, like, Barristan, when he's thinking about Ashara, he's like, if only, like, 
she hadn't turned to Stark or something. But it doesn't say Ned Stark, it just says Stark. So people are like, oh, mm. good Brandon, because he was like more of a wild wolf. But he, then, he didn't, you think he would have at least danced with her then. But he didn't dance with her here. This, is a, this was a very crucial tourney, apparently. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of of the theory that it, it was Brandon that hooked up with her. Mm. Hmm. But she did, yeah, she had like a stillborn baby or something, right? She was pregnant. Ashara was pregnant, I believe. At least that's what Barristan suggests. So I don't know. I think it's a, it, it's one of those that actually it's fifty fifty. It's hard to say who it was, but it was just like it's it was. I mean, if it's one of those situations where like obviously it's Ashara's choice who she goes with, but it's kind of a douche move to go for someone if your brother likes her. So I, I'm thinking that Brandon might have been a douche. <laughs> hmm. He sounds like he could have hmm. easily been one. Yeah. But then why 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 then set up your brother with him and then go after her afterwards? That's even more of a douche move. Yeah, if he knew that Ned liked her. But maybe he didn't even yeah. like her. I mean, maybe he just built up that story. So it's just it's too hard to say. I think it would be it would be, it would be more tragic if Ned liked her but had to give up on her and, and because of the war and go with Caitlin. Poor Ned. Poor Shara. Yeah, <laughs> well, she might not be dead though, right? Either, right? We just see she jumped off a tower, landed in a pool, <laughs> became a mermaid. This is where we're going now. <laughs> so, how did the knight of laughing tree? How did the mystery knight get that? Uh, get that shield? Hmm. Hmm. Do you think they just found it in um, the basement? Like, uh, well, I guess there is that scene at Harren Hall in the books where somebody comes across. Um, all the old, or is it Duncan Egg? I can't remember. Seems like it's one of them she might have had painted though, if she had time. Because who who would have had that symbol? Yeah, right. It seems like it was probably just like a DIY thing. <laughs> then she disappears after that, and the king's like, "This person is no friend of mine." <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> and Brand Bran is like, "Oh, well, that's an okay story, but you should have done this. Should have done that." <laughs> Well, this is a real event. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he's like that ransom thing was stupid. What? <laughs> yeah, they should have called the wolf maid the queen of love and beauty, and it's like, well, that did happen, but it's a sadder story. Um, I, you know, we were talking about who else it could have been, and Liana seems like the best bet. Uh, but I did see a theory that it might have been Ashara. <laughs> she was you know, a mystery a knight? woman. Yeah. Wow. They talk about her laughing eyes, you know. Is that it? <laughs> so like, uh, she has laughing eyes. Therefore. Does she have a booming voice? Well, so that- neither does Liana, but it does sound like, you know, when a girl's trying to make her voice like a male yeah. voice, you know, overcompensating. Do it, so. Mimi. Do it, Ashley. <laughs> she needs a helmet. She can't do it without the helmet. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then there would be, uh, but, you know, Mira's telling the story to establish the loyalty of House Reed to House Stark. Uh, this is not about House Reed and House Dane, so I doubt that that would be the case. But it really is just like, it could have been any of the Starks, it could have been Helen Reed, but most most likely it was Lyanna Stark herself. Brandon wouldn't have hit himself, and then I probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah, it's gotta be Lyanna. What if it was, uh... Benjen. Yeah, Benjen. <laughs> he was too young. Psh. Dude, old hands. <laughs> He's a pup. Anything. He's a pup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how old is he, like... Ten or something this time. Like, Probably something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I guess Barristan the Bold was a mystery knight when he was ten, so. He's no Barristan the Bold. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> Maybe a bit older than ten, actually. But like he's closer to age to Lyanna, but uh, younger. But it sounds like something Liana would do. It sounds like something a 16-year-old tomboy would do, you know? Yeah. I think we we can be conclusive about this one. Okay. So she was just painting up a shield in her own spare time? Yeah, or ordered somebody to do it. Yeah, but then somebody would know. And then Rhaegar would find that person and then find Liana. Yeah. He probably did. And that's how it all started. It's just on Howland Reed. Howland Reed, if you weren't such a puss, then Liana wouldn't have to be a mystery guy to step up for you, and then Rhaegar wouldn't have noticed her. Yeah, it's it's really Howland to to set it all in motion. No, no, no. He's a realist. He (laughs) knew. But he had to, because, like, Azor Ahai or whatever needs to be reborn. You can make households appear and reappear, but you can't stand up to three squires? Come on now. Because he was jumped. They beat him up, man. Yeah, exactly. He jumped him. He didn't have time to prep. Yeah, when you get jumped, but man, I you can't get time to shit. Jimmy, you have been jumped by three guys, right? So, wow. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> time Your to verify. Not criminally and also not in the way that Kyle wants me to be. <laughs> Writing some fan fiction <laughs> right now. <laughs> I don't even know three people, so. <laughs> um, but I do like the idea of blaming the entire demise of the Seven Kingdoms of Howland Reed. Like, man, if you just stood up for yourself. <laughs> she, she noticed him because of like the singing, and she was sniffling. But it, it, would, it took this to get Rhaegar to find her and stuff. So yeah, this is key. But so you think that he he did find her? Yeah, I think so. Mm. That, that's why one of the reasons he fell for. Her. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he found uh, her painted shield hanging abandoned in a tree, and found her taking her armor off behind the tree. Yeah, exactly. She was so taking. That's where it all started. How old was she at this point? Sixteen. Sixteen, yeah. Okay, all right. But here's the other funny thing, because I think Robert was there, and the Stormlord's like, I'm going to promise to beat this person. Like, in battle, it's like, that's your betrothed. I like that Bran thought about the story and criticized it. Like, well, <laughs> the part about the ransoms was stupid. Tell that story again, but, like, more to my liking. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I think that's... That's just for this chapter. I just have one line to cover. If if you have anything else, uh, it's just like yeah. They mentioned like oh, they're talking about uh, opposites and brands. Like well, there's a, you can't have like lo- love it and hate it at the same time. They're like ice and fire. And then Mira's like no, well, ice is kind of like fire. Ice can burn. Sometimes these things are closer than you than you think. And this is actually brought up in the next chapter as well, but with the opposite point of view. Mm. So it's worth mentioning now and then mentioning then. Mm. Interesting. So Davos. Moving on to Davos. Kyle. Dude's in a cell. Um, sucks, man. But he gets a pie. And, uh. <laughs> this is some academic shit that we're bringing to the table. <laughs> and then, um, cause he's, he's, he's down there cause he wanted to kill Melisandre. And then she shows up and they have a little, uh, tete a tete. And, um, and then, uh, they, uh, bring down, who was it? Florent? Yeah, is it Axel or... Alistair? No. <laughs> Alistair. Next Hold chapter. on, i got to hit the next button on my, my yeah. browser here. Um, let's see, Alistair Florent. Alistair, um, yeah. They bring him and they throw him in because he sent... He's apparently the hand, Stannis' hand right now, hand of the king. And he sent uh, a letter to to Lannister, to Tywin... Um, with terms uh, about uh, Stannis 
um, stopping the fight and whatnot and getting Dragonstone and marrying Tommen to Shireen and this and that. And uh, so they threw him in jail. And that's where we end the chapter. Poor Davos. He's having it rough. He lost his sons. Having a hard time. Been on, it was on a rock for a while in the sun. Oof. And he's just trying to do the right thing, too. Like The whole time, he just wants to do the right thing. That's what happens to people in this world. Never do the right thing. <laughs> Kill, lose your fingers. Oh, you gotta do the right thing, but in a smart way. There we go. Yeah. <clears throat> so how long do you think he's in this cell for? Seems like long enough. I mean, he got sick, right? Long enough to have lingered through an illness and to have been healed from it. I don't know. Seems like the better part of a month. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking at least a month. He's down in this cell because he's starting to go crazy. I feel like I could hang out and nap in a dark room for a month and not not go too crazy. <laughs> Well, if you know that you're getting out in a month, that's good. If you if you don't have no idea when you're getting out, then you'll start to that's true. Feel it. That's true. Hmm. And he's got the two cool jailers, <laughs> Lamprey what? and uh, what's the other one's name? <laughs> uh, calls him the Porridge. Yeah, Porridge. One of them just doesn't even see him as a human. He's just like a rock to him. Rock that shits and eats. Yeah. Um, and the other one's feeding rats. Yeah. It's like the Rat King. But that's when you said the Rat King. I was thinking about Cheese, the Rat Catcher, hmm. and the Red Keep. Hmm. Or the Rat Cook as well. Lots of rat people. Lots of rat people. I was thinking of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles myself. <laughs> yeah, the Rat King. <laughs> Whatever did happen to Blood and Cheese? We uh, haven't found out. You hope they were brought to justice, right? but they probably escaped somewhere. Yeah, they fled. But there's there's like another story coming involving them, right? Like. Hmm. It was kind mm-hmm. of so that we'd get more info on that. Well, it's uh, it was part of the She Wolves of Winterfell that that was in, right? Princess and the Queen. No, no, no sorry, that was in Dangerous Women. Yeah, it, like it'll it'll be, I guess, like Aegon's rise to power, the, the other Aegon, mm. the younger Aegon. Gotcha. I really like that tangent. I like doing that podcast episode that we did about it. Yeah, those are the ones that get all four of us there. More easily, I guess, because we're all... Ashley wasn't in that one, I don't think. <laughs> were you? I was. I was really excited about those. Oh, no, you were. Cause, yeah, you weren't in the mystery... Uh, no, in the Sworn Sword one. That's one you missed. Sworn Sword Part 2. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again. Um, anything involving the, uh, the the Targaryens? I've been around those ones. Cool. Well, the majority of this chapter is, I guess, the Davos and uh, Melisandre. Uh, interaction and Davos speaks truthfully to her, but like, why is she going after Davos? Like, I thought she's supposed to sleep with like royal blood, but apparently even Davos can qualify it as just strong character. Maybe, maybe she, she just finds story. him really sexually attractive. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but she says his fires are hot, are high and hot, so she can make use. I think of it's that. just kind of like the life in you, you know. It's like mm. Stannis is, which is ironic because he almost died. Um, <laughs> but he, but they make a point in this chapter to say that he's feeling better than he has in a long time. Stronger than before. When she talks about his fires, I didn't know if that was like his life force or the fact of the strength of his convictions, you know? Like, 
Davos is an enormously steadfast, principled guy, and in a lot of ways, Stannis has been that kind of character before. You know, to be sure, very yeah. steadfast. Um, but there is something about Davos that you know we did see in in Ned that sort of like conviction mm. to constantly stay the course. You know, and so I didn't know if that was what she was referring to, like. I think it could very well be that because Davos right here is very staying true to his convictions and this is a time for Stannis where he very much is in doubt. Like he lost the Battle of Blackwater. He doesn't know what to do next. Mm. His sort of, um, his convictions and everything are very, very at a all time low right now, I think. Which is funny because he says that his heart is full of doubt, but. Well, that's, like his, uh-huh. well, that's doubt about a particular question that she asks yeah. him. Um, not. In life, but uh, um, I can't remember what the question was. <clears throat> Something about how do you want to... Oh, because she's talking about um, how there's two sides. There's the Lord uh-huh. of Light and there's the Great Other. And she says, do you want... You obviously want to be on the side of good. And he goes, oh, uh, I'm full of questions. Because that's, mm. that's the 50-50 question she gives him. So mm. he can't really say, no, I'm an <laughs> evil demon other. Um <laughs> Yeah, he's not quite sure about Rolor. He knows that Rolor has power, or like the people serving Rolor have power, but he doesn't know if they're good or not. Right. I mean, for him, who was raised in the light of the Seven, that is kind of an evil, threatening thing. Yeah. This is where she mentions hate and love, ice and fire. These are complete opposites. So it kind of contrasts with the previous chapter. Mm, that's right. He had mentioned that. Which is interesting because the entire spectrum of this book is just like everything in between. Um, no yeah. extremes, you know. Yeah, I feel like the first one is closer to that. Like good thing, like usually the the mean is the better thing between two vices. Mm. Well, between um, the reeds saying something and Melisandre saying something, I'm going to go with the reeds. Yeah. <laughs> well, but Mel- at least Melisandre shows that she's like. Well, we still didn't know until the fifth book, but at least from what she's saying here, she says she's not here just to put another vain king on another empty throne. She's here for a greater purpose. She believes she is here for that purpose. And I think George has said that she's one of the most misunderstood characters in the books. Like People think that she's oh. doing it just for herself. but Oh, no, I think that she's genuine. I just don't think she's right. Yeah. But she's at least genuine, because for a while we didn't even know if she's fully genuine or if she was like a double agent. But now we know she at least believes it. Secret agent name. <laughs> <laughs> And then she said, you will serve me, or serve Rolora again. You've served him before and again. So that's interesting. Does he? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, does, does, does helping out Stannis count as that, or is she referring to something else? It seems like it would probably be something significant that we would catch. Yeah. Well, you know, later on she... This is, it was kind of weird, but she, she mentions, like, you can use the bones of someone to, like, do glamours, right? Even finger bones. Which Davos has, and he loses them in the water, but I, I, can't, I can't think of any way she could have got those bones. Like, he lost them in the... She's swimming on the bottom of the black water. <laughs> Where them bones at? His finger bones, but... If she, if she had them, she could have made use of them, I would think. Nope, she just wants his other bone. Yeah. I think that could be... Um lead to the possibility of someone else getting them who could use the same kind of magic? I think they're just gone. I think they're, they're just at the, the bottom of the black water, but... Yeah. It's just weird that she brings up the idea of finger bones before. Mm. 
Well, and then um, Davos hanging out here gets joined by Alistair Florent. And, you know, as I'm reading this, I think, like, yeah, he is right. Stannis' chances, nil, you know. His assessment of the situation is pretty accurate, but then again, it comes back to the difference between someone who is uh, doing what is smart versus someone who feels like he only does what is right, you know. And as Davos tells him that, he's like, well, whether we have a chance or not, you know, I'm still the king's man. And it's not in his nature to yield. Yeah. Hmm. What's funny is that, that actually Stannis' chances went up later just by sticking around. Like staying alive and surviving the other kings. Staying alive and waiting for the rest of them to kill each other off. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> it seems like how you play the Game of Thrones. You, um, you muster, you hang out, and you wait for everyone else to destroy each other. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Mm-hmm. And take over the seas. That's how I do it, yeah. Sea power. Sea power. <laughs> Wait, have you played the board game, Amy? Uh, just that one time. But she owns it. She, you have the board game. Oh, shit. I own it. Oh, I want to say, uh, I got the Game of Thrones Risk version, and it's really good. I enjoy it. Is it? it? Yeah. I love it. Mm. Song of Ice and Fire really... Risk or Game of Thrones Risk? Um, hmm. Is there a difference? I don't know. Is there a difference... Well, I don't know if there's two versions. Wait, it's just Risk, but with, um, on Westeros, I'm assuming. And Essos. And Essos. What do the pieces look like? Um, they got the, like, the sigil, like, characteristics, you know, like there's wolves and there's dragons. Okay. Are there, like, are the the single units just, uh, like a dude? Um, and then, like, the five units are the Yeah, I think sigils. the five units are the sigils. I think the singles are just a dude. And are there tens? or I don't know. Back when I used to play Risk, I had a set that was, all the pieces were Roman numerals. So you could just look at it and be like, that's one, that's five, and that's ten. Or three. No, I think I had three. It's just those, uh, I think it's just the, the ones and fives. I don't think there's a ten. Cool. Sounds but nice. The, the map is huge, like... Like if you get enough people that you can like you use if you have a small amount of people you only use the Westeros map but if you have a lot of people you use Essos as well. So it's like you're opening up your Worlds of Ice and Fire book. Yeah, it, it, it's really it's it's a lot of fun. Anyways, um, it being the Targaryens is awesome. You, you get different strengths. Like you get like character cards for uh, different, I guess, hero characters. So you, if you have Danny. You, you have, like, extra attack dice. It's, like, cool. Mm. But does it have her picture from the show or from the... Like, yeah, it's from the show. Yeah, so it's the show Game of Thrones Risk. <laughs> you guys. Ah, <laughs> oh, never mind. Yeah, just be clear about it. It doesn't mean you didn't have to play it, but just... But, but, but I don't like that, actually. I don't like it when those stamp their face all over this character. Oh. Like, yeah. it, I want different interpretations of it. Cool. Nice. All right. Sorry, sorry for that diversion, but uh, that's our review. You never do tangents. What are you talking? Yeah, (laughs) Ashley, you have been on this podcast a while, but let me explain to you. We stay (laughs) on the rails, start to finish. Since we're off topic, did you guys get the 2016 calendar? No, is it awesome? I review a copy. You you got it. I know this is the first year in like three years I did not get the calendar. Uh, me and my roommate were poor and did not. Okay, get well, let me put a request in for that. Then we can review it. I'll do it. 
I just didn't even How think to get it. review a calendar? God damn it. Talk about the pictures in this. I reviewed a coloring book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had like a 25-minute review of a coloring book. So. <laughs> it was mostly Kyle going like, mm, this giant nipple ring makes me feel yeah. weird. He's got Nips McGee. There's a Nips McGee in the coloring book. Ashley. Yeah, I haven't been able to uh, download the episodes either, so I've missed out on a lot. Well, I think you just missed out on 30 minutes of my dogs barking, so it's not <laughs> like... Not like the best episode or anything. Oh, yeah, Ashley. There was one time Mimi had to leave us early. I know, surprise. It was just the last time. And <laughs> she leaves, but she left her microphone on, and then her dog started going crazy. That's amazing. For like 15 minutes, Amin and I and our guests just sat there laughing and trying to talk to them. <laughs> we were giving them commands. <laughs> Horrible That's dog. Great. The worst. <laughs> Sorry, I can't believe you left that in an episode, I mean, Why? <laughs> it was funny. I said it. Oh, see, they hear us. Come to Uncle Amin and Kyle. <laughs> Listen to your, your new masters. <laughs> you guys are the worst. I'm going to warg into those things. <laughs> yeah, <you're right>. <laughs> <laughs> Where the heck yeah, were we, guys? What's going on? <laughs> well, well Ashley has derailed us terribly. Um, <laughs> and no, no one has the new calendar, but Amin is going to make that happen yeah, for us. I'm going to look into that. All right. For sure. Well, then hopefully we'll be talking about that pretty soon. All right, you guys. So next time we regroup, continuing on with the next two chapters, hopefully sooner rather than later, maybe a Valentine's Day treat for the listeners. Oh, we didn't even talk about Florence uh, requests from ta- from the throne. Yeah, well, we got like five more minutes probably. Oh, there you go. We're at the end. Stannis would never agree to those, but uh, they might they might have right. It's to their benefit to. Yeah, let's see. Uh, he the uh, penned letter to Lord Tywin offering that Stannis give up his claim to the throne, renounce his claim about Joffrey's parentage, and wed Shireen to Tommen in exchange for being confirmed as Lord of Dragonstone and Storm's End. Those were the those were the terms that Florence sent out. Hmm. I think they were good terms. It was funny, when I read this, I was like, why would Tywin ever make Shireen the queen? And I was like, oh, wait, Joffrey isn't dead yet. uh, Mm. um. Yeah, no, it, I mean, those are good terms, and, like, we've said that this would be the smart thing to do, but. That seems crazy. Why would, why would Tywin ever give Stannis two castles? Well, the Dragonstone sucks anyway, so, like. Yeah, so just (laughs) give him Dragonstone, and then. Well, I guess Storm's End is is a Baratheon, so yeah, about his heritage. You'll be able to hold on to it. Just let him keep Storm's End. Right. Well, he's he's already got Dragonstone. Hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, did he actually send the letter, or he was just preparing to send it? Uh, that, that's, I'm not sure about. I guess we will find out later if they actually got that letter. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I thought he. Well, I, I assume he sent like... it. But... it. Seems like he sent it. That's why he gets punished so badly. Like if he had not even sent it yet. No, I thought that he hadn't sent it. Mm. Because how else? I mean, we don't hear about this later. Whoa, slumber beast. Yeah, I think we don't hear about them receiving a letter, so it could be he had put the stamp, even stamped it and was about to send it, and they caught him. Yeah, because, I mean, he could have once they sent it off, how are they going to get that confession out of him, you know? Hmm, that's a good point. It would be already gone. But it seems likely that they read it. And then since it never comes up again from, you know, King's Landing, then I assume that he wasn't able to send it. Mm. 
He said he penned the letter. Salador, sw- Salador San swore that he had a man who could get it to King's Landing to Lord Tywin. Uh, yeah. Um, so maybe oh. wanna, maybe Salador San was like, mm, I'm going to read this before I take it over there. And he was like, oh, shit. I don't know. You think Salador San would have? I feel like Salador San would have been like, yeah, let's get these terms going so I can get the, right, get exactly. paid, yeah. get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, get paid. <laughs> get paid for my stuff, yeah. <laughs> um, too bad about Salador is, is he he eventually does leave them like a little bit before Stannis actually gets all this money from the Iron Bank so hmm. oh Salador son <laughs> yeah. anyway right. so that was uh, that wraps us up yep and as uh, like I said hopefully we'll do another recording next next month <laughs> Valentine's Day recording when I'm a married woman, we can do a recording. What? Right, y'all. I'm getting married next month. Um, oh, shit. the dreams of like 100 podcast listeners. I know. Y'all should have been bringing your A-game in front of that. <laughs> shit me. Congratulations, Mimi. Congrats. Thank you. I am marrying a man who heard me first on this podcast. And then later, annoyingly, in real life. Wow. And said, I know that horrible voice talking about dicks all the time. <laughs> me from the podcast of I Oh, God. Huh? So this he- podcast led to your marriage? No. Uh, actually, Reddit led to my marriage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was interesting to meet somebody from a Reddit meetup who was like, hey, I don't read these Game of Wizards books, uh, but I do listen to every podcast available on this planet, and I have heard yours. So... That's a cool feeling. Well, if you hadn't heard of your podcast, he wouldn't have gone for you. So, Whoa. Just, just, I think listening to my podcast is a good reason not to go for me. He was like, well, I look like a young girl, so I got a chance. <laughs> oh. I'm glad to see some things have not changed. Um, oh, no. Was that like a Mimi's into young boys thing? Was that a thing yeah. that we used to do? That was, yeah. <laughs> That's not a thing. Well, you said it's the people who look younger, just like the Red, the, the red Widow like, looks longer, but she's actually... No, I'm not. Maybe I was when I was like... How old was I when I started this podcast? 18? <laughs> uh, but no, now I'm into full-grown adult men. Um, <laughs> Powered up. And I'm marrying a full-grown adult man. So, yeah. I don't know. I've I met this guy. I'm not sure I'd call him. An adult. Oh, shut up. <laughs> well, he was at the dinner. He was like, yeah, I remember he found me. He, he set him to find me. He didn't even know who I was. But. but, yeah, you guys you guys met him at that dinner. So I'm I'm really excited. I can't believe my life is changing so much and George has to finish the next book. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll have to fill him in so much with our next dinner with him. <laughs> I know. Ashley will be there, not me and not Mimi. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're gonna come to Comic Con. Is at least that's a tentative idea. Like we submitted her in our application. So yeah, it, it's still a maybe, but it, I'm I'm gonna work on it. Work on it. This will yeah. be the year that absolutely nothing ha- exciting happens yeah. for us, and <laughs> and Ashley will be like, no. <laughs> hey, Louis Royale shows up again. Year. Oh wait, no, you guys did the panel. Yeah, we did a panel, by the way, but which we might do more. I might be able to do another panel. We'll see. Cal might do one at WonderCon. Let this be the year that you guys sit out, and we'll we'll all get together the following year. Boom. Are we coming to your wedding? No, I'm not having a wedding. But if you had a wedding, then we would be coming. You guys would be coming. And everyone would die. Uh, I don't want to go to a nice and (laughs) fire. I'm going to show up beside the courthouse playing Reigns of Castamere. 
with uh, the new violin skills. Blaring from like uh, the speakers. <laughs> I'm gonna hold it up like uh, what's that movie where he holds up the boombox? Uh, no, I can't have a podcast winning. Some Kyle and Mimi shipper is just gonna show up with an explosive vest, you know? <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> Crossbow. <laughs> Sorry to kill the dream, y'all. But Kyle did turn me down too many times, you know, so I had to move on. <laughs> yeah, is that half a country, half a continent away kind of thing? But, yeah, so we'll do our next recording in February. And um, for our podcast forum fans, um, let me know if you guys are going to keep watching season six or not. If you guys are going to sit out the series like me, tell me so I don't feel so alone. And uh, we'll right. find something. You need to, you need to get on Twitter so they can all tell you. Oh, I, I guess everyone's on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know. I just assumed everybody's on Facebook, you know. I think we do have more followers on Facebook, but Twitter, you can have your own Twitter. There you go. Unless, oh, no, you, you accept everyone's friendship on Facebook. So. I do, yeah, just about everybody's okay. friendship on well, Facebook. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we're a bit more discriminating, so. <laughs> Oh, sorry, your lives are so cool uh, that <laughs> fans can't participate. But um, thanks for sticking with us, and uh, we will see you guys next month. See you next time. Bye. Bye. You see how I committed us to a month? Just like, ah, Safe, it's pretty feeling. safe. Ashley yeah. made it back. You did it, Ashley. So you, guys don't, you guys don't think we could get back to twice a month recordings? I think we could. I think we could. We could get back we, to twice. We got to do this pretty quickly. An yeah. hour and a half, you guys, not bad. Yeah, we were catching up and stuff too. So I think we could definitely. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like if we can, we can just jump in and record our, two chapters ourselves. Yeah. So like an hour recording or something. I feel like we'll much more be likely to all show up than if we go. Oh yeah, yeah and when you do a three-hour thing, and we're all like, oh fuck our lives. <laughs> <laughs>